While occasionally referencing real life people and events, Heavy Head is a work of fiction that is not meant to be used as a diagnostic tool and contains adult language and situations. Listener discretion is advised. Marissa Montero is 16 years old. Born and raised in Tampa, Florida, Marissa is a high school student that lives with her parents who all begin to notice the effects of her restrictive eating habits. This is her story. Grateful list number 275. My mom and my dad, our dog Thumper, our beautiful home filled with all my favorite things, a fridge full of food, sunshine in the morning, the cool breeze coming off the ocean, riding home from school with the windows down blaring Taylor Swift, the cute boy with wavy hair who sits in front of me in biology, my friends, and my health. Marissa! Breakfast is getting cold. Good morning, babe. What were you doing up there? Oh, just writing my gratitude list. You and your lists. I wish that you'd let me read some of those lists sometime. Mom, you know those are private. Clean your plate, honey. You know we don't waste food in this house. I know, Dad. So, what do you think we'll have to do in gym class today? (laughs) You better hope for your sake it's running. What? You heard me, thunder thighs. Do fries come with that shake? Don't run too hard. You don't want to cause an earthquake. (laughs) 
I can't be fat, can I? I've never really thought about my body before. Let me look in the mirror. Let's see. Well, my legs are too short. Oh, and round. When did they get so round? My thighs touch. I did read in a magazine once that your thighs aren't supposed to touch, but mine touch. I suck. Oh, God, it's all over. How can I hide this? My butt is too round. It just juts out. Like, gross. Look at that butt. That horrible butt. It's so undeniably a butt. Like, my hips curve out from my waist. Are those saddlebags already? The butt. Fuck this. Who said I wanted a butt like this? Why can't I have a flat butt? I don't want this thing. This is terrible. This round butt. Hey, girl. This is so embarrassing, but I need to lose weight pronto. What should I do? Ugh, same. I know how you feel. I love running, lol. Have you heard of the MyFitnessPal app? No, what's that? It's a fitness and nutrition app that tracks your exercise and the amount of food you eat. You can set weight goals and it will help you reach them. It's stupid easy and kind of addicting. Oh, cool. I have it downloading right now. Smiley face. Thanks. You're welcome. So, what are you doing the rest of the night? Probably just watch TV and crash. <laughs> What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? Starve yourself? I confess I'm a waistline watcher from way back. Bathing suits, short skirts, thank you, Ellie Weight Loss. pounds in just 18 weeks. Jenny Craig totally worked. I'm Jessica Simpson, and yes, I'm doing Weight Watchers. There is a lot of pressure to lose weight, but I'm not a supermodel. I'm just Jessica, trying to eat real food in the real world, and I really just want to be healthy. I felt it. I'm ready to lose weight, and I want to start now. Well, you can count, track, and worry over every meal. Wait simply with Jenny Craig. Bam! 50 pounds gone. Guys, are you sick of feeling fat and tired? Have you slowed down a bit too much? Introducing the all-new Fast Five from Nutrisystem. You'll lose five pounds in your first week. Now lose 20 pounds for $20 plus the cost of food. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. I think it all started when I was just a kid. Hey, darling, you'll waste away to nothing. As I got older, losing weight became more difficult. Food became an emotional crutch. But I found the secret to losing weight. It's Sprinkle Away, and it can work for you. Just a little sprinkle will do ya. It makes food too bitter to eat. Call 1-888-WILLPOWER. Where were you? I went for a run. Before school? How ambitious.
What are you doing? Lisa was telling me about this new fitness app called My Fitness Pal. It keeps track of how much you've exercised and eaten. It also lets you scan barcodes to see the nutritional information. Why would someone so young need to do that? To lose weight. What? You? You're perfect the way you are. I could lose a few pounds around my waist. Don't be ridiculous. Brian, did you hear this nonsense? Marissa thinks she's overweight. Oh, honey, no. You're gorgeous. I just want to lose a few pounds around my waist. All the women in our family carried a little extra weight in their waists. It's who we are. No kid should ever have to worry about things like dieting, especially you. Okay, let's see. Go to goals. Current weight, 130. Goal weight, 120. Uh, 110. Mm, 100. Weekly goal, lose 5 pounds per week. Current activity level, lightly active. Next fitness goals, workout per week. Five days, uh, better do seven. Minutes per workout, two hours. Now I have to go to calories and macronutrients goals and... Time for bed, Marissa. I was just finishing setting up my fitness pal. You're really serious about this whole weight loss thing, huh? I just want to start taking better care of myself, that's all. All right, as long as you don't go overboard. I won't. Lights out, pretty girl. I was going to watch a little TV until I fall asleep. All right, don't stay up too late. Do you dream in chocolate? Irresistibly smooth chocolate. Made to melt you. You said salads can't be hot. The new cranberry apple walnut grilled chicken salad. Make you savor. List of food rules for losing weight. No snacking in between meals. No eating unless you are starving. Do not eat more than anyone else that you are with. Never finish a plate of food. Never eat foods high in fat. And always pick the lowest calorie option. Mmm, honey, this is really good. Where did you get this recipe? 
It's just something I found on Pinterest. It's actually really easy to make. Well, it's delicious, don't you think, Marissa? Oh, yeah. It's really good. Really? You haven't eaten much? I'm working on it. You know that we don't waste food in this house. I know. I had to eat lunch later than normal at school today, so I'll take my plate up to my room with me and eat the rest while I do my homework. Bye, Mom. Where are you off to? The gym. Didn't you go for a run this morning? Yes. Two workouts in one day? Don't you think that you're overdoing it? I just went for a short run this morning. I didn't have time to get a full workout in. All right. Girl, I'm starving. Come to Chipotle with me. Thanks, but I'm not hungry. You're always hungry. Come get a fat-ass burrito with me. I know. That's the problem. You know I'm trying to lose weight. I know, but come anyway and just eat some chips with a water cup. I don't want to go alone like an idiot. Oh, fine. Let me get a burrito bowl. Um, chicken, brown rice, black beans, sour cream, cheese, chips, guac, and a water cup. What can I get you? Um, hold on a sec. Ma'am? I'm almost ready. I just have to check something. Uh, ma'am? There's a line for me. Hold on, hold on. I'm just checking the calories real fast. Steak? No. Chicken? Definitely not. Beans? Um, excuse me. Do you know what kind of beans those are? It's black or pinto. Um... I know that. I'm talking about the brand. Do you know what brand they are? Uh, I have no earthly idea. It's just, I kind of need to know so I know exactly how many calories are in a serving. I'm on a diet. Marissa, just pick something. More restrictive list of food rules for losing weight. Never eat alone. Never drink calories. Avoid fat at all costs. Eat food in 20 bites or less. Hey honey, do you have a second? What's up? Well, I was putting your laundry away earlier this afternoon and opened up one of your chest of drawers and found a bunch of old food wrapped in paper towels. Do you want to explain this? Oh my God, you went through my stuff? How could you do that? I thought that our rooms were supposed to be private. I wasn't snooping around. You went through my drawers. I had just finished folding your clothes and thought I'd do something nice and put them away for you. I never asked you to do that. I'm glad that I did. Mom! No. You've been acting really strange with food lately. Frankly, I'm worried about you. What's wrong with our cooking? 
Nothing. The truth is that I've been really busy with schoolwork, and when I bring my leftovers up to finish while studying, I forget about them till the next morning. I didn't want to throw them in the garbage for you and dad to see and hurt your feelings, so I would wrap them up and stash them to get rid of later. Like I said, I've been really busy with schoolwork and keep forgetting. morning, kiddo. Breakfast is coming right up. Actually, I was going to make my own this morning. What? I just made a whole meal. I told you that I wanted to try to make my own meals to see if I was any good at cooking. I don't remember you saying that. Well, I did. Uh, Besides, I'll be going away to college before you know it. Shouldn't I start learning how to cook things on my own? I guess so. Hey, have you been losing weight? You look really skinny. I do? Thank you so much. I have. Oh, don't encourage her. What? Why? You don't need to encourage her to lose any more weight. All I said was that she looks skinny. She doesn't look skinny. She looks like a hanger for her clothes. It's sick. I had cramps so bad last night. Oh no, what happened? Oh, nothing. I always get cramps the night before I start my period. Eric must have thought I was some sort of cranky witch while we were hanging out. Oh, I meant to ask you how that went. Fine. Nothing happened. I was too afraid I'd start bleeding all over his bed if we fooled around. He would totally flip the fuck out. Ew, girl, you nasty. Shut up. Like, you don't know what I'm talking about? Turns out, I didn't have any more tampons left, so I had to steal a few out of my mom's bathroom this morning while she was in the shower. (laughs) When do you get your period? What? Girl, don't get gross. You haven't asked to borrow any pads or tampons. Borrow? You know what I mean. Oh, come on. Tell me. I can't remember when yours is. I'd love to have someone to go through this with. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say. Shh. Whatever. Most restrictive list of food rules for losing weight. Never eat more than 500 calories a day. Never eat anything that you haven't weighed beforehand. Never enjoy food. And never lose control. Mom? Dad? My chest! My chest is killing me. I can't breathe. I think I'm having a heart attack. 
Oh my God, we have to go to the emergency room. Patient Marissa Montero, age 16, weighs 80 pounds, pale skin, presence of lanugo body and facial hair, came to ER last night complaining of chest pain and coldness. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Montero, um, we've done a full cardio workup for Marissa and found a mitral valve prolapse. Oh, no. No, it's not necessarily something to be concerned about. Mitral valve prolapses are benign. When a person loses an excessive amount of weight, they also lose muscle mass, both of the skeletal and cardiac type. The loss of cardiac mass causes either one or both valve flaps to collapse backward into the left atrium. In some cases, the prolapsed valve allows a small amount of blood to leak, causing a regurgitation or heart murmur. That's what's causing the sharp pain beneath your daughter's sternum. Is she going to be okay? Like I said, this is benign. In cases of mitral valve prolapse due to significant weight loss, the condition can improve with weight gain. Having said that, she has lost a dangerous amount of weight. I'd like to see her again in two weeks for another weigh-in. What happens if she loses more weight by then? Well, we'd have to start thinking about an inpatient program. Well, I hope you're happy with yourself, Marissa. Oh, you're going to yell at me about this? Would you yell at someone for having diabetes? Don't be ridiculous, Marissa. You did this to yourself and you know it. Oh, I guess it's my fault that I was made fun of by everyone in school for being the fat girl. Is that why you wanted to lose all this weight? Duh. You shouldn't care so much what other people think about you. That's easy for you to say. You're not the one that has to walk down the halls and hear their snickering while they look me up and down like some piece of meat and call me names. Why didn't you tell us? We could have talked to your principal. Oh, parents talking to the principal? When has that ever helped anyone, ever? Don't talk to your mother that way. She's only trying to help you. Help me? She's the reason I'm as big as I am. Just look at her side of the family. You ungrateful bitch. I don't care. I'm happy now with how I look. I loved it when the doctor said I lost a dangerous amount of weight. In fact, I'm going to lose even more weight before my next check-in. Fine. You want to die? Go right ahead then. I'm not going to get in your way anymore. Dad? Don't dad me. And don't expect to see me at your funeral. Marissa, we just want to help you. Well, you can't. I'm dying. Please go away. Okay, Marissa, before you weigh in, I'm going to step out for a minute and have you strip down completely and change into this gown. Then when I come back in, I'll have you step on the scale and turn around so that you can't see the numbers. Uh, why, why do I have to take off all my clothes? Well, we need to make sure that we're getting an accurate reading. Um, can, can I keep my shorts on? No, no. But, uh, but I, I don't want the gown touching my private parts. It's a paper gown that's sterile. There's nothing to worry about. But, uh, but, but, uh, um, but... Is there something you're hiding from me? What? This isn't my first time having to do something like this. I need you to empty your pockets for me, please. What? Why? Marissa? Okay, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put the gown on. No clothes. 
I can see the outline from here. Please show me what you have in your pockets. <sighs> Fine. List of reasons to get better. Why life is so awesome. So I can stay with my friends, to go on vacation, to feel the rain on my face, to run with my dog, to smell spring, to hear rain on the roof, to sing in the shower. Life is so beautiful, but you can't see it if your eyes are shut. Marissa! Breakfast is getting cold. Coming right down. Dr. Ann Carney Cook is a psychologist with over 30 years experience in treating eating disorders. She runs a private practice in Montgomery, Ohio, and is the co-author of The Life You Want, Get Motivated, Lose Weight, and Be Happy, as well as Change Your Mind, Change Your Body, Feeling Good About Your Body and Self After 40. We talked with Dr. Carney over the phone to discuss the topic of eating disorders. What are eating disorders? Eating disorders are physical and psychological illnesses. There is a severe disturbance in the way a person eats and also in the way they think and the emotions about food, their body weight, and shape. What are the different types of eating disorders? There are three major ones. One is anorexia nervosa, the second is bulimia nervosa, and the third is binge eating disorder. What are the symptoms of eating disorders? Anorexia nervosa, there's a preoccupation with weight, food, calories, fat grains. Most people are trying to eat healthy, but this is beyond this. It takes over their life. It's restrictive eating. With anorexia, they'll lose weight. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, they're only going to eat vegetables and protein, or they're only going to eat twice a day, or some type of a schedule that they will be losing weight. They're preoccupied. Their self-esteem is too much based on their shape and weight. You often see things like menstrual irregularities. Most anorexics lose their period, will withdraw from others as the eating disorder gets more severe. You'll see food rituals, you know, where the person may take a bagel, cut out everything, and only eat the crust of the bagel. It's often an attempt to gain control when the person doesn't feel like they have control in their life. That's one of the functions. You know, I didn't make the soccer team or I didn't get into the college I wanted, but I got on the treadmill, I overexercised, I skipped dinner, and now I feel okay. So it's often an attempt to regain control. Bulimia is where a person will binge on a lot of food, usually within a certain amount of hours, and then they engage in compensatory behaviors like they might make themselves vomit. They may over-exercise. They might take laxatives. It usually occurs at least once a week for three months for it to be diagnosed. The self-evaluation is unduly influenced by weight and shape. Some evidence of binge eating disorder are often a disappearance of large amounts of food in short periods, empty mm -hmm. wrappers, containers around the house. 
and you also sometimes will see a swelling of the cheeks or the jaw areas. Binge eating disorder is characterized by episodes of binging, mm-hmm. feeling a loss of control, shame, guilt, but there's no compensatory behavior. There's no vomiting or there's no taking laxatives. It goes on about once a week, at least for three months. Terrible guilt and shame people feel mm-hmm. after they binge eat. Mm-hmm. They feel totally out of control. Do we know what causes eating disorders? Yes. It's a combination of biology, mm-hmm. psychology, and sociocultural issues. So what I mean by that, the genetic or biological piece is that you'll often find a person who has an eating disorder, has a close relative with an eating disorder, or relatives with mood disorders, OCD, and anxiety, or addiction. Psychologically, often what you see with people with eating disorders, especially anorexia, is that there's a history of perfectionism, unrealistic expectations of themselves and others. We all have goals, and we're human, and we make mistakes. Right. And most people, if they're not perfectionistic, can just do what I would call course correct. Just say, okay, well, you know, I had this goal, but it didn't work out, and I'm going to correct the course here, and I'm going to go for maybe a less intensive goal or think about doing something else. But when you are a perfectionist, you really beat yourself up mm-hmm. for not being perfect. Other causes are body image dissatisfaction, mm-hmm. behavioral inflexibility. That it's some people really struggle with change. And that's why you'll see some of the disorders, especially anorexia and bulimia, being more during adolescence. There's also people in midlife who are engaging in those eating disorders during times of change. So there's a rigidity about change that they can't seem to tolerate the feelings that go with change. The other issue is history of dieting. What I've seen in the last three or four years is that I think another risk factor is acculturation. People coming into are often minority groups that are merging into the culture. There's a lot of stress with that. Often the families have a certain view and the teenager I'm working with or treating is in an American school that has another view. So there's a lot of stress, and there's also the sense that to fit in, I need to be thin. That's what's admired. People are mean to people who are overweight, and they often mistreat them. They often say things that aren't true, like that they're lazy, they have no willpower. And so it really makes the person feel that they're not enough, there's something wrong with them. You know, there's research to show that weight stigma really does exist. What is the prevalence rate of eating disorders? In America, there's about 20 million women and 10 million men who at some point in their life will have an eating disorder. And that's changed. It used to be primarily women. Mm-hmm. It's changed because binge eating disorder is on the increase and there's a lot of males who do that too. And it affects people of all genders, ages, races, religious beliefs, sexual orientation, and also people of all different body shapes and weight. How are eating disorders diagnosed? There's some different measures, the eating disorders inventory, so that can be given Mm -hmm. to a person. Usually what happens, though, is that 
I'll have a mother call me and say that their daughter's at college and the roommates have called and said, your daughter is not eating. She's losing more and more weight. She's withdrawing from others. So usually what happens is that there's a checklist of symptoms. I mentioned some of those earlier, like for anorexia or bulimia for binge eating disorder. And then also, because more people die from anorexia than any other disorder in adolescence, also there's a medical component of eating disorders. Usually there's tests on blood tests, cardiac tests to see where is this person. Sometimes patients who are anorexic have very low heart rates. People with bulimia often have low potassium from the vomiting. It's both a checklist looking at the behaviors the person's engaging in and then also medical test. When should someone seek treatment for their eating disorder? I think it's when it's interfering with your everyday life, if you are struggling more in relationships. Too much of a focus is on weight and shape. You you know, you see your daughter or your son and all of a sudden they don't want to eat dinner anymore with the family. They want to make their own dinner, which is more like a low calorie type dinner. People saying, Oh, I don't want to go out with my friends, you know, they're gonna go eat for pizza, but for them eating pizza is so frightening. So you see kind of a withdrawal. There's often conflict in relationships. As a teenager with parents who are saying, you know, you need to eat or you need this, I think you should seek help. The earlier you seek help, the better. What should loved ones be looking for if they suspect their loved one may be living with an eating disorder? I think it's that you sense that the person is shifting. They're not mm-hmm. themselves anymore. You often will see a dramatic weight loss or dramatic weight gain. The person seems really obsessed and preoccupied, asking things like, what are the calories in this? What's the fat in this? Reading labels too much, mm-hmm. too focused on it. You'll often see that the person begins to get tired. And also, you'll often see with anorexia, the person is no longer getting their period. And also, you see kind of um, a tiredness or fatigue. What are the first steps someone should take to get help for their eating disorder? Find therapists and physicians that specialize in the treatment of eating disorders. Not everyone knows how to treat it, and it's important to make sure they've been well-trained in that. I think it's important to try to find an eating disorder specialist, an individual therapist who will coordinate the care. A physician is needed that can monitor your weight, blood levels, your cardiac, all of that, because people can get really ill or even die, for instance, in anorexia. If they're refeeding or gaining weight, nobody is monitoring that. I think it's important to get a dietitian who understands eating disorders because they can help the person begin to plan a food plan to stop the restriction. Some medications work, and that might be more like a psychiatrist. Antidepressants, some antipsychotics and mood stabilizers will help people. What are evidence-based treatments for eating disorders? Cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavior therapy. Another is acceptance and commitment therapy for binge eating disorder, and also bulimia, interpersonal psychotherapy. For teenagers or young adults who live at home, part of the therapy, what's called the SLEE method, which is a method where the family is part of the treatment team. They sit and they plate the dinners and they sit with their daughter or son until they finish and they're supportive. Just 
stay with them and help them through the anxiety of eating. For most people, having a meal or going out to dinner is something they look forward to. But when you have an eating disorder, meals, going out to dinner cause terrible anxiety and a lot of voices in your head. Mm. You know, like, don't eat this, it's fattening. What advice would you have for someone seeking treatment for an eating disorder? You don't get over this alone. Mm -hmm. You have to have people that are helping you. You need a team. You know, you can't just have a therapist. You really need a physician who's following. You need a whole team. You need a dietitian who's working with you. It's important to get the family involved because most people want to do the best they can with their kids, but they don't know what to do. 15, 20 years ago, families weren't involved in the treatment. And matter of fact, they were often blamed for the problem, which is not true now. We realize there's genetic, all sorts of factors. I think that getting the family involved, teaching the family how to support the patient, and also to help them with eating. What are some myths that people believe to be true about eating disorders that are actually false? One myth is that eating disorders a choice. It's not true. It's a very complex medical psychiatric illness that patients don't choose. Their genetics, their environment has an impact on it. You know, if they have a history of loss or a history of trauma and abuse, this is often the way that they get through. It gives them a sense of control. It helps them tolerate their feelings, whether it's a binge eater who feels really lonely and sad not because they're bad people, but because it's so uncomfortable to feel that way all the time. Right. And the food gives some temporary pleasure. I think people often think, oh, why doesn't the person just eat? You know, it's as easy as that. And the reality is that we now know from brain scans and MRIs that when a person has an eating disorder, there's a lot of noise in their head and there's more parts of the brain that light up mm-hmm. around having to eat or anxiety. It's hard for the person to just eat. It's important to know that you can get over an eating disorder. The earlier you diagnose with it and get appropriate treatment, which means a treatment team, the faster you'll get over it. It is important to realize that it's not just your daughter, your wife, your husband, whatever, is trying to defy you. It's that the eating disorder for them is helping stabilize them emotionally and mentally. And when they do go to eat, there's all these voices like, you're going to get fat, don't eat those carbs, you're a fat pig. All these kind of things that make it very hard. Get treatment as soon as you can. People recover from eating disorders. You know, I've been in this field a long time. Most people recover, but it does take a kind of holistic approach of having a therapist, a dietitian, a doctor. And families can get involved in helping somebody with an eating disorder. They shouldn't be seen as the cause. Like everything, you know, parents are human. So sometimes there's things going on that maybe are contributing to the eating disorder, Mm -hmm. but that's where I think the parents should be involved. They shouldn't be judged. They should be brought in and teach them some skills on how to help their son or daughter with the disorder. Heavy Head Season 2, Episode 3, Slide Down Your Throat Like an Antidote, is written and produced by Tanner Hines. Marissa Montero, voiced by Marissa Feliciano. Brian Montero, voiced by Eric Newman. Mom, voiced by Annette Shepard. Bully and Lisa, voiced by Tara Cavendu. 
Worker, voiced by Tanner Hines. Doctor, voiced by Matt Huneman. Narration and art design, voiced by Evan Verley. Thank you to Dr. Ann Carney-Cook for taking the time to speak with us. You can learn more about her practice by visiting her website, www.drannecarneycook.com. Montage audio, courtesy of RDX, The Coca-Cola Company, LA Weight Loss, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Sensa, Lint Chocolate, Dove Chocolate, Hardee's, and Devour. Original music by Real Blue Heartache Kids. The music is available online wherever you buy or listen to music. If you or a loved one is experiencing a psychiatric emergency and live in the United States, please call 1-800-272-8255 or text HOME to 471-471 to receive free and confidential support 24-7-365 from the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline and the Crisis Text Support Line. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle at HeavyHeadPod. Subscribe to our official YouTube channel, HeavyHead Podcast. You can email us at HeavyHeadPod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy the show, please share us with a friend or relative. You can support the show by making a monthly monetary pledge when you join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heavyheadpodcast and get access to exclusive content. You can also support the show by making a one-time monetary pledge to paypal.me slash tannerhines1. That's paypal.me slash t-a-n-n-e-r-h-i-n-d-s, the number one on PayPal, or at t-hines-1. That's at t-h-i-n-d-s-dash the number one on Venmo. Lastly, merch is available at heavyhead.bigcartel.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next month. Until then, take care of yourself.